0: Hello and welcome back to Beauty Brains to Big Mouth, the podcast. My name is Kim and this episode, we are talking about something that's very interesting, could be a little morbid, um, but nonetheless, uh, everybody can actually start practicing it now. Um, so maybe that's hooked you um, and maybe the title of the episode is hooked you. We're talking about Swedish death cleaning. And so here we are we're at the beginning of March. It's still very early in 2023. And so organizing, cleaning is something that's very much a hot topic at the beginning of the year. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about and participating in a lot, uh, at the top of the year as well. Just thinking about some of the goals that I have for myself this year, uh, what the latter half of the year is going to look like and things of that nature. So like a declutter, um, uh, Getting more minimal, just kind of really holding on to the things in my space that are essential and that make the most sense to me. Those are some of the thoughts that have kind of been on my my mind. And so I ran across this thing called Swedish death cleaning. Um, And it kind of is like what you think it is. However, um, if you take away kind of like the death part, um, it is something that you can actually start practicing now. Right. And so basically it's a thoughtful and effective approach to decluttering. So the actual definition of Swedish death cleaning is a method for organizing and decluttering your home before you die to lessen the burden on your loved ones after you've passed. So um, I think that it's it's something that we definitely don't like to think about. We don't like to talk about, you know, death and dying, things of that nature, especially when it comes to our loved ones. But it is something that at some point we definitely have to Contend with and something that we do need to give some thought to, um, and so when you think about decluttering and all of the stuff that you have and and what that's going to look like towards the end of your life, especially if you're if you're living a long, you know, robust life, that's a lot of stuff, and so thinking about what that means for your loved ones after you've passed on is definitely something that we all want to keep in mind, right? But if you move past that, and you just think about, you know, how you're living your life now, what that means to you in this moment, um, and the the things that you have, the the stuff in your house, right? (laughs) So for me, it looks like a little bit of kind of, especially like if you're in those transitional moments, and I feel like I'm in one of those transitional moments in life where I'm not in my forever home. So much of the stuff that I do have are transitional pieces. They are um starter pieces. They are just stuff that I've collected over the years. So nothing is necessarily super cohesive and when I do move into my forever home, a lot of this I won't keep. Right. And so I'm thinking about that. Right. And then I'm thinking about, you know, my personal style and what I want my home to look like and how I use my home, um, the comfort level in my home. Um, the also like visual clutter is a thing. Um, especially for me, I feel like Over the last couple of years, I've done some things that have given off a more simple vibe. I wouldn't say minimal, but definitely a more simple vibe where it's a little bit less. Um, The colors have calmed down. I've, I've definitely moved into my neutral era. Um, so that's a thing. Um, and so, like I said, just thinking about living in my home and what I want that to convey to myself, to other people, to people who visit to, you know, what does that say about me and how I want to live in it? I want to cut down on the visual clutter. I want to cut down on the loudness. I want to cut down on the clutter in general. Um, and like I said, I want everything that I have to serve a purpose. I want it to be essential and I want it to uh, contribute to how I live my life. And so when I think about Swedish death cleaning, that is very, that's something that's intentional and purposeful. And it's something that I can, you know, do now. And it, it makes a lot of sense, right? So the first part of this is that you, you sort through your clothing Of course, that's a big, big item and people do this often. I know I do it often when you go in and sometimes for me, I'm just so overwhelmed by everything that's in my closet that it's hard for me to put outfits together. It's hard for me to get dressed in the morning and that's something that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy how that makes me feel and I also don't have time right? I do not have time to stand in front of my closet and stare at all my clothes and figure out what to wear. And so some of the things that I've done over the year past just decluttering my closet is I've applied a color scheme to my closet. Um, I've eliminated a lot of prints, things like that. So basically when I reach into my closet, I can do a lot of mix and matching and it does not take a lot of brain power for me to put together an outfit. And also it's clothes that I really enjoy. Everything in the closet is something that I want to wear. And I know sometimes it's like when you're shopping, you find something, you're like, oh, that's cute. But then it's like, how often am I really going to wear that? Right? So things like that. These are versatile, comfortable pieces that I enjoy. And like I said, it's a mix and match situation. And so that makes it very easy. Um, And so decluttering your clothes your closets things of that nature is going to be your first stop and it's going to be something that's um pretty easy especially if you think about it in those terms right so I wanted something that made it easier for me to put together outfits and easier for me to get dressed every day and so some of the the techniques that I use you know to do that is applying a color scheme and then basically you know stocking my closet with a lot of basics a lot of clothes that I enjoy and that are easy to mix and match so that helped a lot with the declutter process of course you're going to get rid of stuff that you haven't worn in years stuff that's just not your style anymore and also stuff that doesn't fit I know that I have a problem with this you know it's like oh okay well I'll lose a few pounds and I'll be able to get into this and it will look cute again and so it's kind of like I'll move it to another closet right so out of sight out of mind no (laughs) let's just go ahead and let go Cut the cord, let the stuff go. So then after you after you sort your clothes, you declutter the items that take up the most space. So we're talking about like furniture, your bigger items, things like that. Um, I know for me, and I can see this being a real big problem in my future, <laughs> but like, especially when you have more space and you start walking around your house and you look and you're like, do I really need another, You know, chest of drawers. Do I really need another bookcase? And then you just see that you have some bigger items that are just cluttering up your space and they're just there to be there, right? And so you want to take a look at that and start getting rid of those. And then lastly, you clean out your digital files. This is definitely something that is like a newer concept, um, especially with technology advancing. And if you take a look and think about all of the business that you transact online, And all of the things that you have going on. So sit down, open up your hard drive and look and see what's on there. You know, old documents that you've saved, um, things of that nature. Um, Even I know for a while me and my family have been going through kind of like trying to digitize a lot of things to declutter like the actual physical things. So when you start thinking about like photos and stuff, and I think about that all the time, especially my phone, where you just take pictures of everything. And then before you know it, like (laughs) your storage is eaten up because you just have all these random pictures. So just thinking about things like that and things that you can go back and declutter. Do you need all these pictures? Do you need these old papers? There's some documents that probably are outdated and don't make sense anymore. Go ahead and declutter, delete, get rid of, all of those things. And so those are kind of the three steps to Swedish death cleaning. And this is something that was coined by uh Margarita Magnussen, I hope I pronounced that right, in 2017. So she has a book. Um it's called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, and I like how she called it a gentle art. I mean, if you do apply it in the way that the concept is originally thought of it does need to be gentle because it can be a sensitive subject um, because we're talking about one of those end of life things right we're decluttering and we're trying to make things easier for when we're not here anymore um but also i think you can apply it in other areas of life especially depending on the types of transitions you're going through Um, maybe you just got a divorce or you separated from your partner and you know you're moving out moving on and You know, you're going to have to sort through things that bring up a lot of memories and and stuff like that. And it's going to be hard to let go of some things. And so I like that she's referred to it as a a gentle art, Um, but it's a gentle art of Swedish death cleaning, how to free yourself and your family from a lifetime of clutter. And so I kind of like that too, because of, of course, I mean, we accumulate so much over our life that by, you know... 60 70 80 years into this thing you know you've got a lot of stuff and so that is definitely something um, that we need to be mindful of and so i'm gonna refer to swedish death cleaning as sdc because that's a lot so sdc helps you determine what's essential and you get rid of the rest So the difference between SDC and say like the KonMari method is that we're not focused on what brings us joy, but more of what you're using on a day-to-day basis. So we're talking about essentials. Like I said earlier, what is essential to how I'm living my life now, right? So the most interesting aspect of this method, um, I think, is the digital decluttering. Because like I said, it's about important login info files and online assets. So those are big things that we need to think about as we're moving forward, right? And we may be the first generation that really needs to concern ourselves with these things, right? As far as what kind of digital footprint our parents have and what that's going to mean when they're no longer here. And then setting that up for ourselves, because obviously our digital footprint is going to be a lot bigger than theirs. So that is definitely a very interesting aspect of this particular decluttering method versus some of the other decluttering methods. Um, This is not something that you have to wait to do until later in life. Like we talked about, there are many benefits to doing it now. So it gives you a clear sense of what matters to you. And it makes the things you keep that much more special. So like I said, we're talking about essentials that you're using on the day to day that, you know, really go hand in hand with how you live your life. But also those things that are most important to you and most sentimental. It's like a step up from what brings you joy. It's like I'm holding on to this because this really means something to me. It's a part of me and, you know, the core of who I am. And so it helps you surround yourself with the most meaningful essentials. Um, and it, it it helps you, it helps you begin to be more purposeful and living more present, right? So I heard in an interview with someone about how when they're traveling, they used to be the type that would go and they would buy, you know, just little trinkets and knickknacks from the places that they, they had been like little shot glasses, little magnets, things like that. I'm definitely guilty of doing that. Um And I always thought it was cute because it's like, you know, it's a reminder of where I've been and what I did and the fun that I had. But also she was like, you know, at the end of the day, it just ends up being more clutter, you know, stuff that you're going to get rid of or stuff that's just going to sit around and collect dust. And I definitely can understand that. And so when we think about being more purposeful and living more present, we, that also makes me think about more kind of like responsible or sustainable consumption, you know, uh, the things that I'm buying, you know, do I really need another pair of boots <laughs> or do, you know, or, you know, if I'm going to buy this and what can I get rid of kind of like that one for one, you know, if I'm going to bring this into my home, then I need to get rid of something else. Um just things like that, so s d c and other decluttering methods, it definitely makes you think about those things and you know uh what you are buying and and do you need to buy it, and how is this essential to the life you're living and things of that nature um what you're bringing into your home and what that means to you, so I thought that this was super interesting um like i said i'm always looking for ways to kind of improve just my quality of life personally in my home you know how i live and what that means for me because that's my space and that's where i can thrive the best and i want to make sure that i'm doing everything to make my space the place that i want to be right and so i definitely love a good declutter method i love a different way of looking at you know things in your home, what to get rid of, what to keep, uh, things of that nature. And so, again, the most interesting aspects of this are going to be the digital decluttering because that's going to, I know that's going to become very important, at least in my life. And then also what I think makes this method stand out, you know, like I said, um, between like the KonMari method and other different decluttering methods is that it's just the more purposeful and living more present because you're really thinking about the things that you're bringing into your home and into your life. And so I thought that was pretty cool. It started out a little morbid, but then it kind of rounded out and it was like, no, this is, this could be, you know, this is a now practice and it re- you really start to see how it evolves and works it, its way into other areas of your life. And so again, we're in March, it's the third month of 2023. So, you know, those those ideas about decluttering and moving forward with a new year and a fresh start, um, this is something that could definitely be applied now. And you can see the benefits of that throughout the year. Um, and so I had to share. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was It was really fun. Uh, to kind of research and find out more about it. And um, it's definitely something that I, I've i already started to implement in my life, and I'm starting to see positive effects of that. So I can definitely recommend. Um, as always, check the show notes. Leave me your thoughts and your comments in there. Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying just more content uh, this year, and I'm going to keep it going for you. So definitely – uh stay tuned. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I am everywhere you get your podcast. So I hope that you're listening in the most comfortable method that you can. You can rate this podcast on Spotify. You can rate it on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow this podcast. So that's going to help the podcast out a lot. And um I am, of course, as always, very appreciative. So I hope you enjoyed. And I hope that your 2023 is still going great. As always, stay tuned. Bye, guys.